ela viu o rico namorar pobre? ASMR edition. I am your host, Amanda Young, and I have two very zen, peaceful people with me. They'll introduce themselves now. Hi, this is Shakshi Sherry back again. Um, I hope you're enjoying your week. We love you. And this is Pensacola Paul, aka Shane Owl, and I really, really, really want a hot dog right now because I feel disgusting. But I'm here, and I'm queer, and I'm ready to talk. Amazing! Thank you both I'm so happy to be recording with you guys. All right, can we stop? Oh my god, that was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Honestly, we have to hop on the air smart. <laughs> the thing with me, and you both know this, is I am addicted to being on trend with things. Like, even shit that I do not care about. I'm like, if this is happening and everyone cares about it, like, I too must at least participate in some small way. So I'm glad we did that. Got it out of our system. Welcome to Say La Tizzle, also known as Clit, for short. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what we're calling it? <laughs> Well, the acronym is CLT. <laughs> we can't go by CLT. We have to go by CLIT. What's wrong with CLIT? What's wrong with CLIT, Sherry? Smash That's the just patriarchy. It. Honestly, it just caught me off guard. It did. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I do enjoy the female body. I have nothing against it. I just was surprised. When you're done hating yourself, let me know. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. We are on episode three of this season. I can't believe it. I'm having more fun than ever. When we first started this podcast, I didn't really have that much fun. It was stressful. I just feel like I didn't know what we were doing. Now I'm like, great. We show up. We have fun. You guys listen or you don't. And life moves on. Um, we have a lot of really great things to talk about this week. Well, I don't know if they're great. Don't Actually. fucking lie to the people. <laughs> <laughs> we struggled. <laughs> They're interesting. Great, I feel like, is probably not the right choice of words. But there are things happening and we are going to talk about them. But before then, I would love to hear any recommendations that you all have for us. You know, you, normally we keep them to media. I just feel like it can be anything. Is there a new soap you're using that you love? A new bag of chips you tried? The flavor is amazing. Like, you know, my life is just not interesting right now. I need anything and everything to get me through this time. Sherry, you look like you have something with that little twinkle hand. Go ahead, girl. First of all, leave my little hands alone. I cannot do anything about them. Um, okay, T-Rex. <laughs> this is like the first three minutes of the episode she's already come for me every single time like what did i do what did i do let me you go ahead those, with my record those little hands girl these are the only hands that i have i don't know okay and let's move on <laughs> can we move on <laughs> my gosh okay my recommendation is a limited 
docuseries on Netflix called Cocaine Cowboys, The Kings of Miami. As we all know, I am from Miami, Florida, born and raised, 305, Quebola, Pitbull, Croquetas, all of that shit together. Not croquetas. (laughs) Bocadillos, let's do it, right? (laughs) You know what it is. You can buy all that shit at Publix too, which I was very confused about when I moved away from Miami. I could not get it at my local Publix bakery. Also was confused about that. They don't even have like patties either. They don't have anything that we normally eat, but that's fine. Right. Just so you know, in South Florida, all of that shit is in the Publix bakery. Like wild. Okay, moving on. So Cocaine Cowboys is about the Cocaine Cowboys. I didn't know that they were like a real thing. I would hear whispers of the Cocaine Cowboys in Miami, but I thought it was just like, I don't know, a phrase for cool people. Actually, the Cocaine Cowboys were around in the 70s and they're in their 60s now. Uh, Their names are Willie Falcone and Sal Magluda. And they basically kind of revolutionized the way that Miami is viewed in the nation and worldwide. And it talks about like partying and how they kind of pretty much invented party culture in Miami. So watch it. It was fascinating. It explains everything about why Miami is the way it is. And inherently, as I watched it, I said, okay, this makes so much sense. I felt all of these things and now I know why. So yeah, that's my media recommendation. Where can we watch this? Sorry if you already told us. I did. It's on Netflix. <laughs> Shane's is muted. Never. You guys, I li- I need you to know I literally just unmuted start talking. And that's whenever Jack said, Oh, are we ready to speak now? Okay. Well, hang on. <laughs> just so you know, podcasters. The- <laughs> Shane muted his mic to yell at his dog and we're watching it on video. I believe the dog is no longer working. Honestly, parenting is not easy, y'all. It really is not. Okay, I'm back um, with a quiet dog, hopefully. Um, So uh, I'm going to kick it back to our media Mondays this week, which mine was Suicide Squad which is like a soft reboot of the shit show that was Suicide Squad that came out a few years ago. Um, and James Gunn took the, took the uh, reins on this one. He's the director of like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and it is so fucking stupid and so much fun. And visually it's great. It actually has a lot of heart in it. John Cena is wearing tidy whities has a big ass dick. It's honestly chef's kiss. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. You can watch it on HBO max if you have it, or you can go see it in theaters. I recommend seeing it in theaters. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. It's a lot of fun. That's really all I have to say about it. So I'm confused by the timeline that is, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, all of DC. (laughs) I'm like, I can't keep track of what the fuck is happening in that universe. I'm like, everyone was like, Suicide Squad came out. I'm like, hasn't that already come out? Like, I'm just confused. Every single time there's a new movie released, I just feel like I don't know what the fuck is happening. So can you break that down for me? Um, I can try. I don't really get it either. So DC has kind of like rebooted its own universe 
a few times now. Um, and they've already come out and said, oh, FYI, like we're not moving forward with the Zack Snyder verse, which was like the Justice League and all that. So there's a new Batman coming out with Robert Pattinson. I don't really know if that's supposed to be part of the extended universe or not. Um, Suicide Squad, however, still has like Viola Davis is still in it. It still takes place in the same universe and it references the previous Suicide Squad movie. Um, but the only characters that are recast are like Viola Davis and like Margot Robbie and a few others. Um, but it takes place after all of that. So from what I can tell, Suicide Squad that just came out takes place. It's the most current of the DC movies. Um, that's really about all I got. I honestly don't know. I, at this point, I leave the cinematic universe stuff up to Marvel because Marvel actually plans that shit out and does a good job of it. DC, I kind of just go see it because they are out and I want to go see them and they usually suck. However, Suicide Squad was a nice surprise because it was hard R, very gruesome, very funny, very graphic, just a lot of fun. And honestly, that's all it needed to be. And so I was satisfied. That's about all I got. Okay. I mean, that works for me. I'm reluctant to see them because I'm like, I feel like I don't know what's going on and I hate feeling lost, but it seems like no one knows. So great. I maybe I will. Everyone's very confused when it comes to DC. And that's where I like, normally I'm a big proponent of like, Oh, you should go see in theaters and like support film more. But also like that's what I'm like, I honestly, (laughs) I would not have any issues with someone being like, I am only going to watch some HBO max, like watch on HBO max. It's fine. It's fun. That's about all, all I'm getting from it. It's not a masterpiece or anything, but it's a good time. Okay. Well, you know, if you like something, I typically like it. So I'll take your word for it. Um, my recommendation is something that is a hot topic on the internet and in the world, but I don't give a damn. I'm going to come out and say my stance on this. My recommendation this week is the Peloton app the Peloton universe in general, if you don't have, for those of you who don't know what Peloton is, it is basically a health and wellness phenomenon that has taken form within this past year. Peloton existed before quarantine, but like quarantine was honestly made for Peloton because basically the entire premise of their business model is being able to get studio style workouts from your home. Um, And at first I was like, you know, people who Peloton are really annoying. They're like so obsessed with Peloton. They can't stop shutting up about how much they love it. Their favorite instructors, they wear the gear. They're like literally big head asses for fucking Peloton. Well, I'm here to report. I too am a Peloton head, head ass because it is so fun to do Peloton. I'm obsessed with it. I don't have a Peloton bike and yet I feel like I get all of the benefits that I need from Peloton. It is not even expensive and I don't need a gym membership anymore. I get to work out with like, you know, world-class trainers. You can take live classes, you can take recorded classes and it's just a lot of fun. They got my body looking right. And I'm not going to lie. I was on their website today browsing all of their merch because I was potentially going to buy a shirt or a hat or a water bottle and I'm not proud of it. But if you haven't tried it, you should. I love it so much. And you can work out with your friends, which is so fun. Like you could take a class with your friends and they're at their house and you're at your house. Like, come on. I have a friend who literally wears nothing but Peloton shirts. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, is this a cult? <laughs> it literally is a cult. It literally it is. And Amanda's have, in it. 
Yes. (laughs) And people have such strong opinions on like which instructors are the best. And like all the instructors have their own little like cult following. There's like so-and-so is army and like this person's like following. Isn't there like, isn't it, what is his name? Cody Rigsby. Isn't he one? Yeah, Cody Rigsby. I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, I'm say I obsessed literally with Cody love Cody Rigsby. <laughs> I've taken so many of his classes and I love him so much. I feel like he's my friend. So, and they're all famous question. on Instagram. Like, it's not a joke. Yes, Jerry? Quick question. So, if you eventually come into like a Nexium situation, do we pull you out or would you like to stay in the Peloton cult? Tell us what to do now. Um, as long as I'm happy, just let me have that. It's all I'll say. Here's the have deal. you the already second, been indoctrinated? Oh the second God. that you get branded with Cody Rigsby's initials and your literal pussy, I'm going to get you out of it. Fine. Although I'm not going to It lie. has to be on the vag only. I'm just, re- I'm just referencing Nexium. Oh, I know. If I'm sure there were a lot in of general, things. you guys need to pull the plug because that's just too much. Yeah, but if it's like just on okay, your arm okay. and you were like, I was okay with it, I'd be like, mm, whatever. No, <laughs> we don't brand anything in this house. I feel like Peloton is like the Telfar of the workout world. Like Telfar is like really <laughs> Telfar like... Telfar global? Yeah, Telfar, you know, is like super like get in while you can. Beyonce was just seen wearing her Telfar and I was happy because I too have ones. So we wear the same designer. It's like that situation. Beyonce also does Peloton. It's like for the Instagram's Instagram thoughts. Beyonce basically. is also rumored to be in the Illuminati. So are you okay, Amanda? Do we need I've to... been trying to join the Illuminati since I first found out what it was. Me too, bitch. If you're listening to this and you have, you know, a ticket in, let me know. If you I'm not are in the, the human sacrifice piece. I'm just going to go ahead and say that up front. I don't want to kill nobody. <laughs> so if that's real, just, I don't know. I don't want to do that, but I'll do pretty much anything else. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that on that. There is actually um, quite a bit of a commotion that has happened this week. Um, But the conversation around this topic has started long before this. Basically, August 10th, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York has announced his resignation in 14 days following a slew of accusations of him being sexually inappropriate with members of his staff. This is actually crazy um, for many different reasons. One of which, not because, you know, we've never heard of men being inappropriate with women in the workplace. That's not what shocks me about this. What's shocking is like how long these allegations have been going on and how long it's taken for him to resign. So long so that Joe Biden was basically like begging him to resign. Like, dude, we're going to need you to do something about this right now. Cause like, it's not going away. Um, so that happened. His brother has been noticeably silent on the matter. He refuses to speak about it. Um, and yeah, that's, basically what's happening there um for those of you who don't really know the backstory all of this kind of happened starting um at the end of last year so people were kind of like singing governor cuomo's praises with the way that he handled covid now that's typically people who are like outside of the state of new york i will say new yorkers i know didn't seem super pleased with his response but i digress but then we have in december um someone who formerly worked for governor cuomo her name's lindsey boylan accused the governor of workplace harassment 
on Twitter. And immediately after that, the Cuomo camp denied any involvement. They basically said, I don't know her in so many words, not in so many words. Um, but then this same former staffer wrote something for medium where she basically goes into detail about how he kissed her without her consent. He asked her to play strip poker and a whole slew of other inappropriate activity. I mean, like that's not okay in general, definitely not okay at work. Like that's really weird. Then several more women came out and said that, you know, he was inappropriate with them at work. He was inappropriate them at work events, things like that. And the rest is history because now he has had to resign. I just want to say, I found something that was kind of comical about this was the fact that Fox news literally on their little summary while talking about it, literally used the the quotations of uh, governor Cuomo colon. I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian as basically summing up what he said as the reason for why he does the things that he does. And like, listen, I don't usually give props to Fox news. I'm not going to give props to Fox news here, but like, I mean, that's basically what Cuomo was saying and the way that he was talking about, it. I was like, I'm like this with everybody. And like, I don't see a problem with it. And like, how many times have we heard that before? Like, it's not up to you. And if you are being inappropriate and you're making people uncomfortable. That's a problem. And I am sure it has been expressed to him before. And like the fact that it's been expressed many times before and that these allegations have been going on as long as they're like, it's about time. Like it's about time that he pulled the plug and resigned himself. And like, I feel like too, there's something interesting here when it comes to like, party like denomination and like political party status and like the fact that this is a a democrat who has these allegations against him and democrats were like that's wrong you need to resign like you need to be out of here how many times have we seen this with republican politicians and republican celebrities where they constantly get defended by their by their party and like it's that's not acceptable. It's not a political issue. It has nothing to do with your party. It has nothing to do with who you are. It's disgusting. And it's something that needs to be handled and you need to be removed. Now, I have a lot to say about that because I've been seeing a lot of people on social media who claim to be Democrats or claim to be liberals. And they're like, see, this is why the Republicans always win. Because why is it always the Democrats that have to be the bigger person or the bigger party or whatever? And like, let's just go ahead and cancel all of that conversation right now. Because if you are being sexually inappropriate, which is honestly illegal, workplace harassment is something that can put you in jail. Regardless of your party affiliation, that is a problem. And if you consider yourself to be a liberal, what on earth are you thinking about the protection of women in the workplace. If you think we should just turn a blind eye to this and be like the Republicans, that's weird as fuck. That's the reason we were in this situation in the first place for not holding people accountable for their actions. Like I would much rather be the party that holds people accountable than the party that just lets it slide. Even if it means that we lose the politicians in the process, like it's fuck that. I couldn't agree more. And there's this like entire notion right now 
where, I mean, I'm sure you guys have noticed the Democratic Party is like extremely splintered, right? Because we have these like super progressive liberals. You have like the AOCs of the world, the Elon Omars, all of these super progressive Democrats. But then you have like career Democrats, like the Nancy Pelosi's and the Chuck Schumer's of the world. And there is a lot of polarization within the party where some people are thinking we need to be fighting the Republicans with their with their same dirty politics and tactics. But then there are the other half of us that are like, well, we're really supposed to be better than them. It is a messy situation. I commend president Biden for asking Cuomo to resign because it's what is right. Honestly. It's just like, I don't understand how does not holding somebody accountable and, and, and playing dirty and like quote unquote playing at their own game. How does that help? victims. How does that help anybody? Like it just continues to keep this, this rot in American politics that needs to be removed. It needs to be taken out. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, yes, to what you're saying, but politics was built on the notion that lay people would not be involved. So victims are not involved in that conversation. Unfortunately, Remember Electoral College because they thought the people were stupid as fuck. So politicians had to vote. Smart people, quote unquote, had to vote in their place. And yeah, for us to think that we are a factor in the political system is incorrect. We're not. We are a factor to get people elected so they can do what they want. He also took a very weird stance on like defending himself by basically like in his statement he basically played a like a like a little slideshow of him touching and literally kissing people to defend the sexual harassment allegations and let me get the quote he literally said um on top of all this quote unquote i do it with everyone black white young old straight lgbtq powerful people friends strangers people who i meet on the street end quote and it's so like, he assaults everyone. It's like equally. what kind okay. of what kind okay. of defense? What kind of defense is that? Yeah, I know that you guys are saying that I sexually assault people. Let me play you a slideshow of me doing those things and saying I don't see a problem with it. Like, how about ask the people that you're doing it to? Like, and and recognize that you're in a position of power and that power complexes put people in a state of feeling that they can't they can't express concern about it. Like I would have a hard time expressing immediate concern in the eyes of the press while someone as powerful as Cuomo does something that makes me feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like it's yes, I know what you mean. And that's absolutely fucking wild. I cannot believe his lawyer let him do that. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. I have to say this I feel like needs to be mentioned in this conversation. It's funny because in the midst of the pandemic, everyone was talking about being like Cuomo sexual. And there's like all these people who were like trying to vote on like which Cuomo was like sexier on TikTok oh, and like oh. on Instagram and like all that shit. And everyone kept calling themselves Cuomo sexuals. And I think it is fine when we're talking about Chris Cuomo in that way because he's a member of the media. I think it's hairy when you start talking about elected officials who are supposed to do a certain job in that way. I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned there because what happens is we start to blur those lines between what is appropriate and what is not. Agreed. 
And I think that's a major takeaway. Yes, we can talk about how sexy Chris Cuomo is because he's a random man who's an entertainer on TV. We should not be talking about the governor of an important state in our country that way because now it allows for other inappropriate conversations to come about. Yeah, people need to stop thirsting after politicians. It's not a good look. It's gross. (laughs) And it's a gateway to like dangerous activity, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to realize that is how this system is set up. The system is definitely invented for them to step out of their marriage, et cetera, et cetera, and have illicit affairs. So... I mean, it's been happening since the dawn of time. Let us not forget, Mm -hmm. JFK was bringing bitches to the White House. I'm not talking about his house that he lived out with his family. I'm talking about the White House on Pennsylvania Avenue. He was bringing bitches to the White House, and Jackie O was just supposed to be hanging out there while he was fucking bitches. A bitch was singing, happy birthday to you. Yeah, like, while his wife was there. That's wild. Look at Bill Clinton and the the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal and everything. Which speaking of which, they do have the third season of American, American Crime Stories coming out. Coming out, it yes, literally screaming yes. September seventh. Yeah. I'm screaming at the casting. But it made it, it that that whole scandal. I mean, it was Bill Clinton. He was turned into this like sex symbol of of America. It's 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 weird. Like it doesn't. It's this weird sexualization and like lust after, like we've said, like a person in power that that starts to plant the this complex in that person's mind as to what they can and can't do. I and mean, look at is, Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> him and all his not, black kids, not, like not Thomas Jefferson, not his black kids, Sherry, <laughs> all of them. Go ahead, Sherry, go ahead and log uh, off. <laughs> go ahead and log off. <laughs> that would be my complete surprise. Um, <laughs> I, I, this is kind of a segue, like into like a bit of a tangent, but I was just thinking this is making me think like the on the opposite side of things too. That was something that happened recently was um, Mayor Pete posted a picture. And this is like maybe a week or two ago, and it was him. I believe it was a marathon, and it was a shirtless picture of him running, and the majority of people were like celebrating him. In a way that was like, oh my god, like good for him. Like it was his husband who posted it. And was like, it's it's a, it's a good picture. And on the opposite side of what we're talking about, there were all these Twitter gays that were basically like shaming Mayor Pete for like not being ripped and not being sexy enough to like be like posting thirst traps. And it's it's like that wasn't a thirst trap. That was a picture of him running a marathon. And like, there should be. I don't know. It, it, maybe it's not that much of a segue, but it's just something that made me think of this, like on the on the contrary to what we're talking about. Like, there's also that side of it that's like it. But it I leads- would say that's more of the same because these people yeah. are still looking at politicians in a as a sex object. Yes, I'm like, what are you doing? Mayor Pete yeah. is a surrogate for the Democratic Party. He doesn't need yes. to be posting thirst traps. If he's posting something Correct. about get out there and move, that's what we should be getting from it. Okay, we don't want to doing. be talking about his abs. We don't need to be seeing his dick print. He is an elected official. He needs to do his job. Actually, now he's not an elected official, but he was. He's still important. I'm interested to see how this plays out. I don't think he'll go to jail. Personally, I just don't see that happening. Um, But I mean, I feel like whatever happens with this will set a precedent 
that will last for many years to come. So I will be watching closely. Okay, well, we are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Bye, whores. See you after the break. And hot tea, honeys, we are back with our second segment. I don't know if you have heard, but we have some hygiene issues going on in Hollywood and honestly all over the globe. It has come to our attention, unfortunately, that Jake Gyllenhaal does not take a motherfucking shower every day. What the fuck is going on with him? But before that... Ashton Coochie and Mila Kuchinis, okay, also admitted that they do not bathe their kids every day, nor themselves. What in the white people is going on here? What do you mean you do not bathe every day? That Sherry, does not make sense to me. Yes. It's only right that you introduce this because you are the person I know that is like the most obsessed with hygiene. So I'm glad that you're the one introducing this. Also, we're just going to tee it off with a little bit of reverse racism. Shane, as our white spokesperson, (laughs) what do you have to say? (laughs) What do you have to say about this? Mama, I sometimes shower twice a day. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Even if it doesn't come down to hygiene, it's a matter of like self-care and like just my own mood like I need a shower to feel good about myself like there are days whenever I'm like you know in a deep little depression hole and I'm like you know what I need to go hop in the shower I need to scrub all this shit off and then I come out of the shower and I'm like you know what I feel so much better I'm ready to start my day even at even if it's at 6 p.m. now this is similar to what we talked about last week where why the fuck are celebrities even telling us about this to begin with? Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis were on a podcast and just literally volunteered this information. That's what gets me every time is it's like, um, I'm pretty sure we did not ask you and you feel so proud about this that you're just telling us as if this is like amazing information. Their defense is that apparently there's some school of thought where it's like, over showering is not good for you there are like certain oils that you need on your body in order to like be a healthy human being i've showered every day for 29 years and i'm here to say i think that i'm fine and healthy i would also just like to point out that when christopher columbus brought all of his disease and pillaged and raped people that native americans had to show the europeans how to bathe because they did not know how. So if the Native Americans could live on this land and be okay, what the fuck are they talking about? What? Because they have plagues all over the, all fucking over Europe. Like, yeah, what, what fucking oils are saving you? You had the plague. I want to point something out. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher not only admitted to not showering their kids every day, but they said basically they don't shower them until they see dirt on their kids and then they shower them. Like that's a long time between showers. It's not like they're missing one day of showering. They literally said, if you can see dirt on them, clean them. Otherwise there's no point. What? But also kids 
as a kid, I mean, I was playing in the dirt every hour. Like I would have to bathe sometimes three times a day because I'd get into like paint or like Play-Doh. So you're telling me that your kids who play are not being cleaned every day. So there's probably like finger paint in their like thigh. That is disgusting. Oh my God. No, 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 I no. Mean- I can only speak for myself. I definitely start smelling before you can see dirt on me. So I can't imagine how long it would have to be for that to be an indication that I need a shower. Like I would smell so bad, probably. And there's something to be said, I will say about like kids where, you know how sometimes parents are so like overprotective about sana- like sanitizing literally every single thing that they touch and goes in their mouth. And it's like that to me is detrimental. Like kids need to build an immune system. People need to build an immune system. But that is not skipping a shower for three days my baby's gonna get bathed every day and also it's covid you should be bathing every fucking day why did we have to have a mandate for you to wash your fucking Uh, hands because (laughs) mila kunis and ashton kutcher and motherfucking jake gyllenhaal are not bathing every day that's why we had to i was confused because i am very clean so i think listen Um, this not showering thing is the new epidemic that's plaguing us because it's not just them Kristen bell and dax shepherd said it too Kristen bell was like yeah i'm a huge fan of waiting for the stink before i shower (laughs) why on earth is why would we need to do that literally ever like a dog all of the resources in the world to shower our kids i don't understand i don't get it it's just really yeah they can pay for that water bill no they can pay for someone else to do it like what you uh, confused flabbergasted also matthew mcconaughey didn't he say some shit about how he doesn't shower and stuff like that also yeah but he looks sweaty that makes sense i was about to say here's the deal if you're going to compare jake gyllenhaal and matthew mcconaughey matthew mcconaughey looks like he stinks jake gyllenhaal at least doesn't look like that but like just knowing it Matthew McConaughey looks like because remember when he had like that bromance with Lance Armstrong he looks like he finishes a marathon and jumps into his fucking bed to go to sleep that's what he looks like Uh, Matthew McConaughey looks like he styles his hair with his duck butter oh my god (laughs) this is what he said he was talking about deodorant and he said he never wore it no cologne no deodorant and the women in his life were down with the funk is what he calls it (laughs) This is what we were talking about a little earlier about people of power. Yes. Just doing whatever the fuck they want. I promise if you were fucking poor, you would have no women around you because no woman wants to fucking smell that. Let me say it again. No woman wants to smell that. I am am up in arms about this topic. And if, it's no. like you just said, like, if you are someone like if you, if he was regular, if he was not Matthew McConaughey, they're not saying that shit. It's because he's Matthew McConaughey and they had the chance to fuck Matthew McConaughey. And I bet afterwards they went to their brunch and they said, that motherfucker stank, bitch. Like, if what? you were not Matthew McConaughey or, or what's his name? Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Matthew, if you're not him, not he Matthew. would be homeless. <laughs> He's you're a homeless man. From what you just described to me, you have no resources and you choose to be smelly. That's what I just heard. Well, the but- other side of this is now a lot of celebrities are coming out to defend themselves, which is really funny because I think Shane, I think you mentioned this yesterday. The Rock has come out recently 
and he's given us a full itinerary of his shower schedule just so people are not confusing him <laughs> with some stinky ass celebrities. He told us nothing short of him showering at least three times a day. Four. Most days is four. Yeah, and he and he does an ice cold shower, a cold shower, a warm shower, and a hot shower before bed. That's extra. That's that's a it lot is, of water it, consumption. It is very extra. And that's where part of me would go like, I do think there is something to be said about like you don't want to get rid of all of your body's natural oils. You don't want to do that. It's the same thing with like washing your hair every day. You don't want to do that every day. But bitch, at least hop in there and rinse off the fuck. Use a washcloth. That is um, something that I notice a lot of white people don't do. Um, I would, yes, get like a washcloth and, you know, suds it up with some soap and scrub that all over your body. I hate that I have to give a tutorial about how to bathe on this podcast. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that, Sherry, because um, I have a friend who actually is white and she like often makes jokes about like white people shit. And she's like, there's certain white people shit I subscribe to because it's great. It's fun. It's cultural. They say white people don't have culture. We do have some culture. It's white people shit. Uh, But she's like, there are other things that I'm like, (laughs) hell the fuck no. I'm not going to be joining that sect of the world. And she was the one who actually brought to my attention the fact that a lot of the white people she knows don't have washcloths. And she said she actually spent time at a friend's house. She slept over and she asked her friend like, oh, she was going to take a shower. She asked her friend for a washcloth and she was like, what do you need a washcloth for? Are you geriatric? She thought a washcloth <gasps> was only for like old people to take like sponge baths and shit. And my friend who is white was like, um, what am I supposed to wash my ass with? And she said that her friend used, her friend admitted to her that she washes her ass with her bare hand. She shoves her fucking bare hand up there and just starts rubbing around. And that these are the people weird. that are passing fucking COVID around because what did she wash her hand with after she washed her ass? I do not trust her to wash her hands after that. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, Sherry, I'm not even lying. When I heard this story and th- I heard this recently, like this is in my big age that I learned that people don't use washcloths. Apparently what if you don't use a washcloth, you're essentially just taking the soap and like layering it onto your skin. Like you need to exfoliate. You need to like get the dead skin off. You know, what's hilarious. This is actually quite funny. I just thought of it. So Um, A makeup eraser. You know what I'm talking about? That microfiber cloth. Tell me why Sephora or whatever the hell had to make a microfiber washcloth to sell to people to get their makeup off so they would use a washcloth. That is fucking funny. That's all it is. It's a microfiber owl. No, that's really essentially what it is. I mean, I had not a single idea that people were not using washcloths. Imagine my surprise when I found out that people were not fucking showering altogether. What in the fuck is happening? But it goes to... So if people are not showering every day, what the fuck do their teeth look like? Listen, my mom is a dentist and she has taught me to identify certain signs of tooth decay. Right. That sounds extreme, but I'm very serious. But also wash your stink ass with an instrument, please, because I now am um, finding Amanda, out that, that sounds like doing that. a scalpel that you were instructing people to wash. With. <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> use whatever your medium is a washcloth. I prefer a loofah like, so they can use- wash with the dildo. No, it needs we need to, to be, be something specific. that is 
You said a tool. Abrasive. No, it needs to be abrasive. It needs to actually like clean it off. So what about a dildo that is ribbed for your pleasure? I mean, if that gets you there, then fine. That works for me. Hey, How do it's you better feel? than using just your hand and rubbing your dirt around. That's fucking sick. How do you feel about this? This is a little tangent, but how do you feel about people washing their dildos in the dishwasher? I feel some type of way. If I know that your dildo has been in the dishwasher where the dishes that I eat from have been, I will never step foot in your house again. Have you heard of that? Mama, mama, who is washing their dildos in the middle of the goddamn dishwasher? You guys, I know so many. So dildos, they say that they are able to be cleaned like it's an instruction in the dishwasher i know some okay. people that do do this Listen, yes i don't want to be on this earth anymore because i'm finding <laughs> shit out that i just didn't want to find out mama you take that dildo you take that dildo you get the soap and you give that dildo a handsy with the fucking soap no like, you use a washcloth then you give it a handsy we just discussed this okay that's so whatever don't stick it in the goddamn dishwasher I know so many people that, well, yes, I know people that do that. But then I wonder, I like, okay, well, what about using, like, dish soap on an instrument that you stick inside your body? This is like, why everyone has fucking infections. I'm telling not, you. Yeah, like, it's I'm not meant you. to go inside your body. No, it's toxic. It's not. And that's how you end up with bacterial vaginosis, which is not a joke. Ladies, ladies, don't get BV out here. It can take months for your pH to regulate, okay? Don't be putting things up in your coochie that are not supposed to be up there. This is why doctors fucking hate people in general because people just be doing whatever and be like um i got an infection the doctor has to be like okay what the fuck did you do to your body what the fuck did you put up there i stuck my dildo on the dishwasher with some dawn and then shoved it up my ass like oh makes sense i have to say the reaction that made me lol the most was cardi b saying what's up with people saying they don't shower it's giving itchy and i feel (laughs) 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 because it's really making me itch too when i first heard that i was like all of a sudden my back started scratching and my legs were itching i'm like i just don't think i would feel comfortable I mean, and honestly, these are celebrities mm-hmm. too. Like they have to care about their physical appearance. You know, they're working out constantly at all have personal trainers. Y'all are just fucking sweating your dicks off and not showering afterwards. That's gross. This is a great segment. Well, segment, segment, segue. Whoa. Can I talk today into Rihanna launching her damn perfume and her marketing ploy was to get footage of celebrities talking about how good she smells. And that was it. That was all she needed to do. And honestly, based off of that, I'm going to buy your perfume. That was the best marketing I've ever seen. Y'all ever sit around people who like you're sitting around them and like all of a sudden there's like a couple of flies and like mosquitoes all over their ass and shit. And it's like. Never. 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 I'm moving. (laughs) I'm moving. Ask Amanda. I do crazy things to stay clean. Like I truly do in my house. Amanda's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm cleaning this. She's like, I didn't, what? Okay. Like, literally, Sherry will do everything short of, like, drinking bleach if she feels like she's not clean. Like, she's like, mm-hmm. I need to do something, and, like, I have to go to drastic measures. This yep. girl sprays apple cider vinegar all over her mattress. No, it's regular cleaning vinegar, not apple oh. cider. <laughs> that was fucking weird that you did that. I didn't like that. Anywho, <laughs> hopefully, 
this stir that all this has caused is making people shower more because I don't really give a damn about this whole like weird Gwyneth Paltrow goop movement where it's like, we're going to do the opposite of what is healthy or what is normal because it's healthier. I don't give a fuck. If I walk up in a place and I can smell your musty ass, I don't even care if that's healthier or not because now your life choices are impeding on my ability to breathe. And that is just never okay. I also being from Northwest Florida associate all of this with the people that I see driving in their pickup truck in the middle of summer with the window down shirtless looking like they stank and like, as my sister one time put it while we were driving the car, this man pulled up next to us with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. The, the, exactly what you're picturing from Northwest Florida. And she goes, y'all, that is a musty man. And I said, girl, <laughs> it sure as hell is. I love it. We are going to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, I will say in this break, I'm kind of feeling like I may need to shower because all of this just made me very musty, disgusty, hot, and bothered in not a good way. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back. And we are back. As promised, we told you all we had plenty of surprises, twists, and turns for you this season. And that includes another new segment. You've asked and we've listened because that's just how kind we are. We always put our best foot forward and we just want to make you happy. So this new segment is called Reality TV. And this is for all of you reality TV lovers out there. We're not going to talk about reality TV every episode. So this will be kind of a roundup where we talk about all of the really fun stuff that's been happening between our reality TV segments. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and um, kick us off. The Bachelorette finale happened this week, and I don't think I've seen anything quite as polarizing since um, November 3rd, 2020, um, when we were electing a new president. (laughs) The world is truly so torn on this finale. And just to give you both a backstory, basically, one of the frontrunners of the show, his name is Greg. Um, Everyone loved him and thought that he was going to be the winner. He made it all the way to hometowns. And during his hometown date, he confesses to the bachelorette that he is in love with her or he's falling in love with her. She had previously set the boundary where she did not want to say that she was in love with someone until they were the last person there because she just doesn't want to overstay it. And now it's lost its meaning. I respect that. I think that's fine. And even if you don't respect it, that's a boundary that she's set for herself. Right. So this fragile man tells her that he's in love with her and she doesn't say it back. And he loses his fucking mind. He goes crazy. He literally loses his shit, basically gaslighting the fuck out of her saying like, I gave you everything. You didn't give me anything. He storms out. He's leaving. He doesn't want to stay. She basically did everything short of letting him know, like, I'm in love with you. She told him you're for sure going to be here next week. You're for sure getting a rose. I told your family that you're the front runner and that I think about you all day long. Like this girl did everything she can to give him reassurance. And because she didn't say back that she was in love with him, he goes crazy. How crazy. It's almost like he wasn't actually in love with her. Right. But what's happening is there's a whole camp of people on the internet that believe that he really did. Dottie. (laughs) (laughs) 
hours. Like she's sitting there this whole time, and now she has to play with her rubber ducky toy. Like, why? Dottie. Dottie. Thank you, mamas. Anyway, there's a whole group of people on the internet that believe that because this man poured his heart out to her, that she he was owed something from Katie, the bachelorette. Now, this is where the divide happens. There is a really large amount of people on the internet. I would say probably 50% of the people who think that because Greg put himself out there and told Katie that he's in love with her, that he was owed something in return from Katie. I don't believe that that's true. There, It's like the greatest debate that I've seen happen in the history of the Bachelor franchise in a very long time, because half of us are saying just because he said that he's in love with her, Katie doesn't owe him anything. This man literally had Katie on her hands and knees begging him to stay. And for 15 minutes, it was... It was so inappropriate to me. I just feel like any man I've ever dated in my life would never let me grovel on my hands and knees to them. Like even people I've broken up with and are not and not with anymore. They respect me enough or they wouldn't want me to be in this like degrading, compromising position. And they would never allow that to happen as long as it did. He literally had this girl begging on his her hands and knees. He looked down on her and said, I deserve better than this the audacity and that's where i would have gone to fucking jail so that's my reality for the week my reality tv is all about men who think because they give you an emotional inch that they now deserve a mile you telling someone that you're in love with them is called you being a functioning human being with feelings you you don't you're not owed anything for having basic human emotions you have to respect the other person in this situation, if she has a boundary set or even if she doesn't fucking love you at all, that is something that you just have to be okay with. It's one of those things where like, like every relationship that I've been in is like the whole like use of the L word and shit, like within a relationship comes down to the fact of like, I'm going to let you know when I'm ready and whenever I'm feeling it, because that's how I feel. And I want to express how I feel to you. It's not dependent on you saying it back. Like that's not why I'm saying it to you. That is obsessive. It's manipulative. It's gaslighting. Like it has nothing to do with that. It's I, I love you. I'm letting you know that. And it's up to you to let me know whenever you're ready to say it, if you ever are and vice versa. I'm not, I might not be ready first. Like that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, it was insane. And you know, you can tell it was real manipulation because he never actually said that he was upset because she didn't say it back. He kept saying, I just wanted you to give me something, some type of reassurance. And she kept saying to him, I did. I told you that you're the front runner. I told you you're going to be here this week. Like I did everything short of saying to you that I'm in love with you and it was not enough for you. And like that to me is just like what's truly crazy. Actions speak louder than words though. So like you're, it's all dependent on you saying I love you. Like why does that, that's my whole thing with, with saying I love you anyways. It's like, why does it have to be dependent on that? Like what is the big deal between saying that? I want to know what you're doing. Like, I want to know how you're feeling, how you're expressing your feelings, whether you say it or not. It doesn't matter. And ladies, if you're listening to this and you found yourself sympathizing with Greg, I ask you to take a step back, take a look at the world that we're living in and question, is it the patriarchy talking or do you really honestly feel badly for this man? Because if the roles were were reversed, people wouldn't be feeling badly for a girl who behaved in this manner. She would be called crazy. She would be called insecure. She'd be called all of these other crazy things. And that's because his behavior was very bizarre. 
and you deserve better. You do not need to accept that from any man in your life. Hold them to the same standard that we hold ourselves. And make every man that you interact with be emotionally intelligent because that's what you need in your life as a functioning adult woman. And that's mine. Sherry, what do you got? I know you be watching reality TV, sis. What you got? Now, you know, I love me some reality TV. I am actually gearing up to watch an episode after we film this. Uh, let's see. Mine's going to be Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the Erica Jane Girardi and Tom Girardi saga, which is hitting the fan as we speak. This next episode like I kind of wish it aired before we filmed, but it was not possible. If you do not know, Tom Girardi is a very famous lawyer. He did. What was the name of that huge case? That the Aaron Brockovich case. Aaron Brockovich. Thank you. He was a lawyer that won the settlement for Aaron Brockovich, cementing him as one of the most notorious lawyers in the United States. Well, since then, he has been on a steady decline to, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? He's been defamed. He has been accused of stealing millions of dollars. I'm not sure if you remember this plane crash that happened a couple years ago where a bunch of people died and there was a huge settlement for millions of dollars that was supposed to go to the victims and the families it is said that he has stolen from that. I watched the documentary too that came out about, it's called The Hustler and the Housewife, which is a whole mess. It's it's an actual mess. As Andy Cohen says, um, it's nice of you to call it a documentary. It's definitely salacious. Um, yeah, so he's been accused of not having any money. Apparently he spent it all. And it is alleged that he spent it all on Erica Jane, AKA The Pretty Mess that he was funneling money to her through her LLC. And that's why the money doesn't exist. So they're going through this huge thing in the courts because she filed for divorce on election day of 2020. And she, I think is being forced to pay back some of the millions to the victims. Sherry, I need to ask the pressing question. I need to know, we have not talked about this. So I'm interested to see, do you think that Erica knew And do you think that's the reason why she filed for divorce? Yes or no? Honestly, I am. When I first started watching, I thought Erica didn't know. Now I am. This is like a spectrum for me. My needle is moving from she didn't know to uh, maybe. And depending on how this episode goes, it might sway to the other side. Because she's acting strange. I get it. She's going through a lot. She's filing from divorce from a very notable lawyer. But she is acting guilty. Okay. That's where I am. I thought that she knew. When she filed for divorce, I thought that was a really interesting timing. Because remember, they tried to do this. And it, like the divorce story is not making sense. It hasn't been making sense since it first happened. Where, yeah. remember, she filed for divorce. And they were like, oh... Um, he was cheating with this one judge and they were like posting uh-huh. all of these screenshots of the text messages, but the phone looked like it was from like 2000. It looked like a, like it was a Blackberry or something. Like it was like a fucking yeah. old ass phone and the messages looked hella old. So that's weird. Why are you divorcing him over an affair that happened over 10 years ago? 
But now on the show, the story is that he was mistreating her. It's all very, The very... story is he also treated with Yolanda Hadid. Right. So the, to- the they needed like, to get the story right before they rolled it out. And it's like the details are not making sense. My problem with Erica is whether she knew or not, I don't think is as important as the fact that she has yet to apologize for her part in what is happening to these victims and their families. Right. And that's the issue I have. Whether you knew or not, you look more guilty by not saying, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Right. That's true. Also, she's been alleging that he has mental illness problems, which I believe he could have dementia. He's old. But before one thing about Bravo is they play back that motherfucking footage. They're like, Tom is in his right mind. He's a workhorse. He's in the office. And within one episode, that train of thought has derailed. It's just concerning to watch. Like, I saw um, a deep dive on Reddit, which was all of the contradictions of Erica James in this season. And it was fucking crazy. That was one of them where it was like, all of a sudden he has dementia and can't live his life. When just the season previously, they were like, Tom has all his faculties about him. He's so he's sharp as a whip, all this stuff. The other one is the fact that now she's saying that he was super unsupportive and dismissive. Do you remember last season when she was on Broadway playing Roxy and she's hysterically crying saying, thank "Thank you you for being so supportive. Everything I have is because of you. I'm like, girl, are you unaware of the fact that we have the foot roll the tapes? Roll the tapes because right. I remember that shit and it was crazy. What's really concerning me as well is how quiet Lisa Rinna is about the whole situation. You know, my my girl Lisa and I love Erica Jane, which is why I'm so conflicted here. But I love Lisa Rinna as well, and Lisa Rinna is that bitch. Like, ah, you for sure know I'm gonna talk about it. She ain't talking. She ain't saying shit. And Garcelle is the new Lisa because she is calling out Lisa. She's like, so how come you were basically so vocal with Denise Richards and you have nothing to say about Erica Jane, who you have not known as long as Denise Richards, which valid. I wonder if she's been subpoenaed and can't say anything. I will say the past two seasons of Beverly Hills I've loved because there's been like drama there, but I also hate it because it's really making me change my allegiance with certain people. Lisa Rinna is one of those people. Like I've always loved Lisa Rinna. Same with Erica Jane this season and Kyle is not making them look great. Honestly, like Lisa, I feel like the Lisa, Erica, Dorit, Kyle, Fab Five friend group is like very in my opinion, like toxic and like homogenous. And I don't really love it. And I just feel like we're seeing the fruits of that happen this season where it's like, we can talk about anything and everyone, but this whole situation with Erica, we're all supposed to feel so badly for her, for what's happening. And part of me, I do, but it's like relative to what's happening to other people. It's not nearly as bad because these people were victims of a freaking plane crash and now have burns all over their bodies and you're complaining about how you had to move into a smaller apartment in Malibu like that's it's I can give I think a very valid reasoning for that thinking it's because they finally have a black 
cast member and an Asian cast member. If you notice the trajectory of adding an ethnic cast member to an existing franchise on Real Housewives, the problems all of a sudden are explosive. That's what happened in Real Housewives of Dallas with Tiffany Moon, who I fucking love. That's what's happening right now with Ebony K. Williams in Real Housewives of New York. And people kind of gang up on the minority. It's kind of sad to watch. And I hate that they have to, it's making me not want to watch the real housewives because I don't like the way I've said this before in the pod that they are treated as minorities. Like it's not fair. And I already go through it in my everyday life. I do not want to see it on TV. I 100% agree. I think that was a really good synopsis of Beverly Hills, Sherry. Well done. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. I know that you're really a novice when it comes to this, but try your best. Okay. (laughs) I will try. Also, that was a really good synopsis. It makes me want to get more on board. I'm trying to catch up, but I'm not caught up to the place where I can talk about it yet um so my recommendation is gonna be very quick it's a little bit more of a media wreck than anything um but uh do you guys watch do you guys watch glow up on netflix no i don't no, even know what it is. it's really good it's it's uh there's on their third season their third season just released on netflix and i found it kind of on a whim like last year and watched the first two seasons and it's um even though I don't watch a ton of reality TV, I love a competition show. And this is a makeup artist and it's a British TV series. And every week it's a, an elimination style series. And basically they take like 10 MUAs and each week is a new type of prompt that they have to accomplish that week. And it's an activity. So they always have like a television, um, episode where like they will they will do the makeup for a tv series this this season they did the crown so it was more like period style makeup for tv sherry this sounds like a show you would love how do you it's not amazing. know it's about really this? good it's i was really just good. about to say this is right up my motherfucking alley it's really good and they they also will change it up completely where they always have like a prosthetics week so it's not only just like beauty makeup it's like special effects makeup. It's the whole realm of, of an MUA's career. Um, and there's always really, really interesting, really great, uh, contestants on it. And what I love about British competition shows is that it's so much less aggressive and they're not, they're not malicious. Like a lot of American competition shows are, they're not trying to undermine each other. They're supportive of each other. They are always making great work and, the contestants themselves always have really interesting backgrounds and stories in season three. There's this girl who's absolutely amazing and she has autism and she specifically works a lot with like color. And one of the most recent episodes is where they basically have to um, express their fears and their identity through a makeup uh, piece um, on themselves. And she does this like beautiful, like color spectrum piece. That's just absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, overall, there's not a whole lot to say about it besides like, just like give it a watch. It's something that's like very easy to put on in the background and it's always like super inspiring. And it's, it's, it's so interesting. And like makeup in general has always fascinated me, but there's so much uh, interesting stuff with the contestants. There's always a lot of like really great queer representation. Um, a lot of the contestants come from a drag background, which is always really interesting, interesting to see how they tackle the makeup prompts as opposed to uh, someone who specializes in like pageant shows. And it's 
a really interesting way to see how like people's art within the same general concept is shaped and like changed and see them tackle new opportunities and new challenges. It's really great. Um, I love it. Shane, you really do need to watch Real Housewives. If you watch anything, watch Beverly Hills because it's like real life shit that's happening. It's crazy. I've been watching Atlanta, like trying to like catch up on it, like in the mornings while I'm working, but I'm probably, I've seen so much on Beverly Hills recently that I'm probably going to switch to Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's literally crazy. You don't even have to watch what you could watch last season and this season if you want, or actually just this season is enough. It's fucking crazy. What's going on yeah well and i hope yeah. you all have enjoyed our new segment reality tv um we will be back with your regularly scheduled royalty next week don't you worry princesses and with that three two one we out, we out. toodles <laughs> <laughs>